Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Lessons, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me. So let's just jump right in. 2 Timothy chapter 3. The Lord has warned us that in the last days, difficult times are coming. And when you look at the balance of Scripture, you find out that these difficult times come about in a lot of different ways. Uh, uh, there'll be wars and rumors of wars and earthquakes and things like that. But what he's speaking of right here in 2 Timothy 3 is, is that there's going to be some struggle with some men. And these are going to be difficult men. And the Lord is through Paul, warning Timothy about it and also warning us about it, what type of men these are, that they will hold to a form of godliness, although they deny the power thereof. And so we're told point blank to avoid men like this. And then we saw that he gave an example of uh, Janus and Jambres, who were the ones who opposed Moses. And he said in the same way that they opposed Moses, these men that are being addressed will oppose the truth, that they're men of depraved minds and they're rejected in regard to the faith. <clears throat> we see that happening right now. Uh, there, there are denominations right now that are struggling over uh, what does the Bible say about human sexuality? Is homosexuality okay? And is it okay for leadership within the church to uh, live that type of lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera? And when you see people sitting there talking and they're adamant about it, and they're absolutely wrong because they oppose the truth. I heard someone say just the other day, well, nowhere in the New Testament do you see God saying anything about this. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Have you read Romans chapter 1? Have you read 1 Corinthians 6? You know. Now, they'll come back and they'll say, oh, well, that really means this right here, and it was only for that culture. Our society and culture is different. We're more enlightened. No. These are just men who oppose the truth. They're men of depraved mind, and they're rejected in regard to the faith. The Lord tells us that point blank. So what are we to do in light of all this? Well, the Lord tells us, so in, in verse 10 of uh, chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, he says this, Now, you followed my teaching. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. And so we're to uh, uh, do likewise and to delete these truths. Now, you followed my teaching, my conduct, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my perseverance, persecutions and sufferings such as happened to me at Iconium, at Antioch, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, and out of them all, the Lord rescued me. <coughs> this is really important, excuse me. Um, he's telling Timothy, hey, you have followed, you know what I've been through. Timothy had been with him in a lot of these situations. He says, you know what I've taught, you know how I've lived my life. You know the purpose, you know the faith, you know the patience, the love and perseverance. So this is what we're supposed to do. Okay, we're supposed to manifest these things, allow the Lord's patience and love and perseverance and faith and purpose and conduct and teaching to flow through us. And when, okay, when uh, we have persecutions, when we have sufferings, to realize that we're in the hands of the Lord. And people say, well, I, I don't like that. I, I totally understand what you mean. You're really not going to like this next verse, 2 Timothy 3.12, okay, because he says this. After saying all that, he says, you know the persecutions I went through in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, and how the Lord rescued me from these horrible things. Indeed, verse 12, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Folks, that's a promise right there. He's saying if you truly desire to live godly in Christ Jesus, that you will be persecuted. 
you will undergo times of suffering, trials, and tribulation. You know, a lot of times people think, well, if you're right with God, then everything will be fine. Everything will be hunky-dory. It will be between you and God, but the world will come against us and the enemy will come against us. So again, verse 12, indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Verse 13, but evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. You've heard me say many, many times in these uh, times together, in the last few episodes particularly, that things would be getting worse. In the last days, they would grow in intensity, in, can I say, worseness? <laughs> okay. Well, this is, the, this is the verse I base that upon. He says these evil men and these imposters, and that, again, sort of helps us understand what he's talking about. They are imposters in relationship to the true faith. Remember how he said that they hold to a form of godliness and yet they deny his power thereof? There's so many imposters within the body of Christ. You'll see them, and boy, often they'll have a big smile on their face, and they look so good, and everybody thinks, oh, they're a really religious person, they're a godly person, they are an imposter. Quite often you'll find them to be defensive. Quite often you'll find them to be absolutely terrified of doing anything that's going to shake or rattle a situation. They just want everything to be peaceful, you know. And he says, no. He said, these imposters, these evil men will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. In other words, they are deceiving people, but they themselves are also being deceived. There's a lot of parallels what you see in Romans chapter 1 where it says that uh, God gave them over and God gave them over and God gave them over. Three separate times he says that, that God gave them over to the lust of the, the flesh. He gave them over to a reprobate mind. He gave them over to what they wanted to do. So he, he's telling Timothy and he's telling us this is what's going to happen. Now verse 14, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings which were able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So he's telling Timothy, you keep on in what you've been doing, what you've learned, what you've been convinced of, because you know that since your childhood you have known the sacred writings, the Scripture, which would have been the Old Testament in his life and how they're able to give you wisdom. And that wisdom leads to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. He's saying the Old Testament is the wisdom that leads to that. Quite often people say, well, we're a New Testament church. So we just read the New Testament. That's all you need. No, you need the New and the Old Covenant. You need to know the totality of the Word of God. Okay? Why? Well, the last two verses of the third chapter of 2 Timothy. Very familiar passage, but now you know the context a little bit better. Listen to this. I'm going to back up to verse 14 and just read it all the way through. So listen, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. <coughs> Excuse me. Well, there you go. We know that passage about the Scripture. And quite often, people will sit there and quote it, and they'll talk about it and say, oh, yes, yes, I believe that, and I do this. And they don't really do that. Why? 
because they're imposters. Okay, they're evil men. He's telling us that all the scripture is inspired by God and it's profitable. What is it profitable for? For teaching, for reproof, for correction on the personal level, to the corporate level, for training in righteousness so that the man of God will be adequate, equipped for every good work. That is the reason that we must know what the Lord has released to us through his word. Most of the body of Christ just does little perfunctory things. We'll read a little devotional thing. We'll read a Bible verse here. We'll read a couple of verses and stand up and talk about it. Okay, But we really don't immerse ourselves in the Word of God, expecting to be taught, expecting times of reproof and creation, expecting the training into righteousness. If we were to do that, folks, our lives would be transformed, the body of Christ would be transformed, and we would actually be able to do the work of the kingdom that the Lord's called us to do. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you later. Goodbye.